0: The Free For All Roundtable.
1: Round two. On round two, let's say good morning to Kofi Hope of Monumental and the Toronto Star. Brampton Mayor Patrick Brown is here. Sabrina and Angie from Queen's Park Observer. And uh, Kofi, you've been away for a while. Was anything special going on? Were you like doing a doctoral thesis or something?
2: Uh, I actually did one of those a few years back. But no, I was just. Uh, at home, I had, a, I had a baby, I guess. That's the ah, big news. Okay. He's nine months, so that's taken up a lot of my time.
1: Good stuff. Okay. So, listen, let me take advantage of the presence of Patrick Brown today, because Patrick Brown, um, we've been talking a bit on the show this week about your initiative of Faraday pouches for uh, people's car fobs, so that their cars, their, their fob can't be cloned, and then their car stolen. Only problem is, I'm pretty sure I'm looking at the exact model of a Faraday pouch that you held up at your press conference. We just put one of our building passes in it, and then got it close to the reader, and it worked. So I'm wondering if those particular Faraday pouches are effective enough.
3: Yeah, we're certainly going to have the police um, test out the pouches that uh, uh, get sent out. We're doing this in partnership with the Peel uh, Crime Stoppers. Uh, Listen, criminal organizations are always going to adapt to technology. Right now, the Faraday pouches can stop the vast majority of the car thefts we're seeing in the 90% range. But there's, you know, they adapt and, and we're seeing car thefts that are using different technology than the relay attack, which the Faraday pouch can 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 stop. You know, this is this is a pilot project. It's a stopgap measure until we get the national changes we need. You know, something I spoke about yesterday with our chief of police. When we called the press conference, was, you know, last year we had 34,000 tons of cargo go through the port of Montreal. Um, That is where the vast, vast majority uh, of stolen cars are being exported out of Canada. And we only have 10 CBSA officers doing physical inspections in Canada. We only inspect one percent of cargo it is easier to steal ten thousand cars out of the port of montreal than it is to get a bottle of water on an airplane in canada
1: <laughs> okay well i guess all i'm saying is i hope you'll get people to test them out because uh, you wouldn't want this to be like the blue license plate all over again
3: no it's uh, certainly the the peel police are gonna gonna test them and you know it, it, this this prevents a large portion of auto thefts um but it, it it won't. It won't stop every auto theft because there's different technologies being used to 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 steal someone's car.
1: Okay, John Tory insists it's not necessarily on the fast track. Uh, civil servants are looking into it, but they've looked into it previously. Uh, the idea of parking taxes, so a tax on a commercial parking space of a dollar or dollar fifty a day. Um, Kofi hope it's at least one instrument that would generate money that also doesn't necessarily target you know, people who live in the city. And I think what we have to come up with if we're going to find new revenue is a means of getting revenue out of people who are only in the city by day.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think there's a couple of things here, John. You're totally right. We we need new revenue tools. We've we've done the studies. There's not a ton left to cut in the city budget. Um, but, you know, obviously no one wants to pay for it. Uh, honestly, I think first it does start with, with property taxes. They're lower in the city of Toronto than in the 905. They've been kept artificially low for a long time. I'm a homeowner in the city. It would affect me, but I have to say it is the fairest way. I do wonder about the effect this would have on small businesses. But I think, yeah, we have to have everything on the table. I think a toll on the gardener makes even more sense than this one. I think property taxes is where you start. I think we have to look at everything because we do have a budget crisis and a lot of city services are
1: crumbling right now. Well, Sabrina, I like the uh, toll idea, but the last time it was pitched, the premier said no. And I imagine this premier would say no as well.
0: Yeah. And I'm always coming back to Queens Park. We know municipalities are the creatures of of the province. And, uh, you know, I agree with Kofi, like something's, something's got to give here. Um, and, and you know, at this point, Tory says he's just exploring things he wants to report. But don't forget, he's a strong mayor now. And uh, that's going to be ex- extended out to other cities we know. So I think, you know, for a lot of cities, and I'm sure, you know, Mayor Brown can speak to this as well. They'll be watching with close eyes because, uh, you know, Toronto mayor, Ottawa mayor, they've been empowered. And I guess, you know, this is kind of the first iteration of, of how these, you know, sweeping powers are going to be used. And so, you know, we can we can argue till the cows come home about, you know, is this the best way to, to, to you know, make up this budget shortfall? Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, Tory is king. And if he thinks it's a good idea, it will probably go ahead.
1: Okay, Patrick Brown, I'm not sure if you want to walk on John Tory's lawn, but what are your thoughts?
3: Well, I, I just start off by saying yeah, there's no way you're ever going to see Doug Ford approve uh, tolls on roads i remember him calling me when kathleen Wynn and john tory had talked about it initially saying you got to come out against this it's uh, the last thing we need is a new tax so i i, I think that's going to be a non-starter um in terms of the, the the parking taxes i i guess that is a toronto specific um decision and um you know it's a problem unique to to toronto because i, I think most other municipalities around the area don't have the same pressures on, on parking. But I think the first comment made um, about property taxes um, is probably where the City of Toronto needs to go. They do have the lowest um, uh, taxes uh, of any big city in Ontario. And so it, it has been, you know, it, 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 there's not the same level of tax fairness with Toronto when you compare it to other municipalities.
1: Sabrina, you've got a a scoop in Queens Park Observer, and that is this buffoon who decided to take a whole bunch of uh, selfies inside a provincial jail. This seems to be what happens these days is people are so anxious to take a funny picture and put it on social media, they don't think twice about whether or not it's appropriate.
0: Yeah, this story is bonkers and it has Queen's Park buzzing. Uh the press secretary to the Solicitor General who is in charge of our corrections files has for months been posting these um kind of goofy selfies, you know, he's taking fake mugshots shots, um, not only in provincial jails but also police detachments, you know, an OPP drunk tank and he's been posting them to his social media and you know my sources who have been seeing this say it's totally inappropriate, totally insensitive. You know, conservatives already have this uh maybe stereotypical, um, you know, reputation of not being as compassionate as other political parties, perhaps. And so this is just a horrible look. I will say the staffer has apologized and deleted the photos. But the critics and advocates uh, for, you know, prison rights that I've been speaking with say, you know, that's just not good enough. Uh, There needs to be more accountability here. And there's so many unanswered questions like who was taking these photos? Was it the Solicitor General himself? Um, there's, There's a lot of questions that still remain. But at the end of the day, this is Is just, you know, um, inappropriate behavior. And, you know, this guy's uh, got egg on his face for, um, you know, uh, making poor judgments when, when it comes to the political world.
1: Yeah, Kofi, because without overthinking it, what he is doing unconsciously is trivializing the importance of a jail facility and what it does, which is take away people's freedom, necessarily, because they've been sentenced to something. But this just sort of, you know, maybe he's in an Elvis Presley movie.
2: Yeah, no, it's totally inappropriate. And I mean, I've had through through work in the past, had to go to prisons, visit young men who were there that we were supporting. And, you know, these are Anyone who's gone, who's visited them, these are not funny places. They're not fun places. Um, And so just to even be in that situation, in that context of seeing the folks who are there, who are locked up, the the corrections officers work in pretty difficult situations and think it's a great place for a funny picture, uh, it's it's pretty ridiculous.
1: Okay, I want to talk about energy and energy generation because it's a pretty serious topic, but also it's an expensive one. And the figures are now showing that it's cheaper to build facilities and run facilities that gather electricity and store it um, through wind and solar, uh, it's cheaper than building a gas plant. And yet, Patrick Brown, it appears, we're going ahead with the ca- with the gas plant.
3: I yeah, think things have have changed, uh, and, and that's encouraging that renewables have become that much more um, competitive. You know, w- w- what I would say is the one thing we got to keep an eye on, on Ontario is um, supply and demand, because for a long period, we were literally producing far too much energy than we required and we were and we were dumping it you know we, we had renewables that, that we couldn't use and so I, I, I just I wish we had a capacity to better align um, what the demand is and and what the production is through our contracts
1: and Kofi hope um, a lot of people still sort of uh, make fun of wind power or solar power you know how are you going to run your incubator when the wind isn't blowing well that's not really an issue anymore and it's not that expensive. Mm-hmm. No, and
2: to be honest, John, I think this is if there's a file that's been fumbled by the current provincial government, I can't think of one more than energy. Remember, this all started with them cancelling the existing kind of green energy deals that were there and paying like $200 million for that cancellation. And what we had is we did subsidize a new technology during the McGuinty government when it was expensive. But then over that period, the cost went down like 80% in some cases. And right when the technology had started to take a hold, started to get affordable, then we moved in the opposite direction. So kind of squandered all we had spent and stepped away from the technology of the future. So it was totally ideological, wasn't science-based, wasn't business case. And now we're reaping the fruits of that. I think this file has been totally mismanaged.
1: Well, and Sabrina, in major infrastructure, there's often a phenomenon in government where you start down one course and then you realize it's probably the wrong one but you just keep going because it's too late to turn back and it looks like we're doing that on energy
0: well, I will say, you know, to the Ford government's credit, they have um, been shown to pivot uh, when the the public is kind of going, you know, a certain way. And so, you know, I don't know if I have much to add than what's already been said, but I do know people at Queens Park are, are paying attention to this. Um, you know, not only is it a cheaper way to produce electricity because, you know, to His Worship's point, we have a supply and demand issue in Ontario, um, and, and you know, cheaper is something that conservatives, the Ford government in particular, might like. But it's also greener, and that's what the general public um, is more in favor of. And so I think it would really do the Ford government well to look into these options, not only because we need it, but because I, I think they'll probably end up being more popular.
1: Okay, there's only 60 seconds on the clock, but I can't resist asking uh, former provincial leader Patrick Brown about the Greens and the Liberals. Are we being punked here, Patrick Brown?
3: It, it is an incredible storyline. I don't think we've ever heard something like this before. But uh, I'm um, good on the Greens to try to, you know, uh, get into this conversation, but uh, um, yeah, I, it makes Ontario politics interesting and gives us something all to talk about.
1: Thank you all. Good to have you today on the Roundtable. My appreciation to Kofi Hope and Sabrina Angie, and Patrick Brown, Mayor of Brampton. And when I say the Greens and the Liberals, the latest chapter in all of this is the Greens have turned around and said, hey, Liberals, if you like our leader so much, why don't you just join us? So I'm beginning to wonder if this is a carefully orchestrated egg-in-the-face moment being executed against the Liberals. Catch the round table. round one at 745, round two at 845. Weekday mornings on more in the morning. News Talk 1010 Toronto.